Hello and welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name's Tom and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Ray, I'm joined by Tori, and I'm joined by Con. I'm joined by Con. Not that Con, but a different Con, but I'm joined by Con. <laughs> Con, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. I'm the uh, more angry version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But we love all the comments, so it's fine. Tori, Ray, how are you guys doing? Good to have you guys again. I mean, Tori's on the streak right now. I'm mean, like Porter. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but it's good to be here. Cheers, cheers. Ray, how are you doing, bro? Um, I'm in. You know, I'm in the the middle Chelsea space where yeah, unless we, you know, we win, you're not gonna get any type of reaction out of me. So that's how I'm at right now. Yeah, you mentioned actually. You said, uh, if we lose or draw, you don't care. So far, we win. That's what you said. So yeah, but I guess we have a lot to unpack. So obviously, we're gonna talk about the Chelsea game. We're gonna, obviously, that's the Chelsea game. Uh, we're gonna talk about the um, Chelsea. Manu and talk about the um, Salzburg game coming up on Tuesday. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about a few incidents that happened with the game and, you know, talk about Potter's lineup because I know you guys have a lot to say about that. And then, yeah, probably delve in a bit more. But yeah, what can we say about the lineup? What was your reaction to the lineup today? It was us. It was <laughs> so. And that's just, that's just me being, that's just me being polite about it. Like if I look at the lineup, like it is a bad lineup. Like this, this, this three at the back, five at the back, eight at the back needs to stop. Like I know it's what Potter plays, but we, we, we don't have the capability to play it. And people go, oh, "What do you mean? We've got J five, who is as bad as good as a chocolate ice cream in a Sahara desert." It <laughs> just there's just there's literally no point of having him in the team sometimes. And then you've got players such as. Spilicueta, he's a club legend. People can argue that with me all they want. But this man is finished at Chelsea. Finished. With, with a capital F. Um, but the rest of it, like making a sub halfway through, kind of says a lot. And it's the second game in a row he's had to do it. But, hey, that's just me. I'll let Rafe and Tori say what they've got to say. But for me, oof, a lot of things. Shocking. Um, yeah, and the same, like, convo, like, yeah, when I, I, I tweeted it, like, you know, I was actually feeling kind of confident. I mean, I said it on the last episode, feeling confident about this game, just because no, typical Chelsea is to win this kind of game, because we just don't make sense. But um, when I saw the lineup, I was like, what is going on? I have a problem with us playing three at the back, but why does he use Kukurea? Instead of using Kulibali, I mean, actually, I found out that he Kulibali is injured, but it's just like, and but Kelly Kuku isn't comfortable in that position. Every single time he's played there, he's yeah. been hooked at halftime. So like, I'm I'm just like, why do you keep on doing it when we've seen that it doesn't work? And then you don't play Kova, and then Kova now has to come and try to essentially save the entire team. And it's just like, it's just too much. Like, when, once I saw that lineup, I knew nothing was going to come out of it because it's just, there was, it was just boring. Where's the creativity? Where is the, 
And also that split strike thing that he's doing with Oba and Sterling, he needs to knock it off now. <laughs> because it's it's disgusting. Like it's just haram. Like, yeah. Bruh, that's mad. Alright, Ray, how about you? Uh, for me, I had no problems. I mean, I won't really say I had no problems in the lineup. It's more about the formation, to be honest. And obviously I wanted I wanted RLC to play right wing back, but mm. you know, um, Ray, let me know what you thought. But when it comes to the lineup, I think my tweet was, I think it was expected Aspie was going to play because he played fine the game before. And yeah. I just wanted to see how everything else would work, like what the formation was going to be. And then, because you know that United is going to play a back four. So if you want to combat that, you want to play back three. The problem is, what is the formation and what are the tactics of the formation? When we started the game off, right, and this goes back to what somebody said Somebody tweeted, and I was like, that's interesting. Somebody said, when Lampard was sacked and Tuchel came in, you saw a gigantic difference in that tactic. You saw a massive improvement in certain places. You don't see that with Potter. One thing that he does, it, they basically play basically a more progressive 3-4-3. Tuchel is probably slightly, less, uh, slightly more pragmatic than Potter is because he likes to attack more with his back three than defend. Um, but one thing he sucks at, and he's been doing it the past four or five games, is that when we play out the back, it's always some hoofball type shit. Like Kepa's kicking the ball out of to 30, 40, 50 yards out. And then yeah. you're not, you can't play the type of ball with Jorginho. It's stupid. Like I get it. He already has deficiency defensively. But now when they get <laughs> the ball back and they're yeah. pressuring him, and then somebody just blitz past Jorginho and leaves him spinning like a fucking Beyblade. And you're wondering yeah. why. It's because you're telling Kepa to hoof the ball when Kepa's shown he's capable of playing out of the back. And you only do that occasionally. Play out the back like Tuchel did. And then do your little patterns of playing everything so at least you can do something with Jorginho. So as much as Jorginho was a horror show, he scored the penalty and everything. But the 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 I think the the lineup was wrong. I think this was probably a game where even though you played uh, jo- uh, Kovacic off the bench with an injury, you should have played Jovacic, played that two, put RLC wing back. Cause yeah, exactly. Aspie was shocking. Like, Shite. Sh- oh my, he couldn't even... Yo, you remember that one play where Aspie tried to chest the ball and control it and he... I was like, nah, this man is so washed, bro. But that's that's how I feel about that's how I feel about the lineup, man. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. I guess it was shocking. Man, we have a lot to unpack, you know. So I mean, let's just delve straight into it. So obviously, you know, we started and money were all over us. I mean, Con, what can you say? I mean, money were all over us at the start. Like you could see what happened. I mean, um, I don't know if you was scared, but I was because I felt like, oh man, I'm really gonna lose this because like we didn't play like the Chelsea I know. I mean, we started. We didn't, did we really start like Villa? Because, you know, like at Villa, at least Mings gave us the, um, the early lead. Obviously, Wait, let me just really interrupt like... you very quickly, Tommy. Even besides that, but you could argue that Villa probably pressed us way better than Man United did. If you really look yeah. at the way they played, it was more so yeah. ours fucking up and them taking advantage of it. But Villa actually like put pressure on us for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, but today it was just like, we couldn't string an attack. We couldn't do anything. It was just like, are we really going to lose this to Manu? But thankfully, after like, I think 33 minutes, he decided to bring cover on. But I mean, 
sometimes I think like, yo, this guy's really lucky though. Because like, if that was too cool, I know it would be a goal down already. But this is what I have to say. I don't know. I don't um, digress too much, but I know Ray brought up Tukul earlier and how he, he uses three four three and all that. But you know, if it was Tukul, he 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 would stick to that three four three formation and it will work because we we had like you mentioned our build up play from the back doesn't really work well. Tyrese James, but if Tukul was in charge, I think we probably win that game because you know when we play Manu, if you think about the last two games we played against Manu, we outplayed them. It's just we drew. 1-1. Jorginho made that mistake where he looked at the floodlights. The other one, when Manu only had one attacking, when they only had one attack and then they scored from it. I feel like if, obviously, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. We just have to because it's too cool. I feel like if Tuku was in charge today, we would have probably won. But I mean, con Toro, what do you guys think? I've seen enough. They should just bring down the helicopter. Like, <laughs> Wait, are you, are you pouring out? Yes! I've never been pouring in. He, can't be potter out like it's too early i mean it's, too- it's not too late to beg Tuchel to come back uh, in my opinion so let's just listen we should all get on our knees i'll get on my knees and like, I'll, i will i'll fly to germany actually apparently he's in india i'll fly to india and beg him myself because like what you just said you are what um what would be just said just write his mm-hmm. nail on the head no sorry i meant raid <laughs> Um, hey doing? yo, who are we getting <laughs> on our knees? Who are we getting on our knees for? Christ! No, what is going? What is, go- what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to say was that listen, listen. All I'm going to say, Tori, whatever you want to do, you do it. I will back you ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, I Tori. Was yeah. Was that like? Look, you were right in saying that, like. When Tugul came in, we could see a clear difference. But we know why. Between what was going on before and what was going and what was happening now. Yeah. But now, I still see exactly the same things I was seeing that was wrong before. And for me, I'm just like I even thought like we would have it like more new manager bounce than what we're seeing. But the, so the fact that we don't have. What are you saying? Yeah, the record isn't that bad, actually. But go on. No, the record isn't bad. But you know the problem is, the yeah. record is not. It, it's not the same thing as the eye test. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah. You know, for me, I've always. I, I mean, I watch football with my eyes. There's yeah. only been one game, AC Milan. That was the only, and the one at home, not the one that we played away. Yeah. That was the only time that I felt okay. Yeah, good three points. Lovely jubbly. We played very well today. Every other time, I feel like we never have gone out of max third year. Wolves, though. Like, How about the game? Wolves wasn't a particularly great showing. Wolves are just absolutely no, it, terrible. It was terrible. You're forgetting that um, Adama Traore was turning, uh, what's his face, uh, Kukure into a fucking spin top. Like, every yeah, play, he spun him every single play, and it was... Wolves didn't do anything of importance that yeah, game. Yeah, they, 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 if they could finish, obviously, that game would look way uglier than it really Let's be honest. That game was not that good. <laughs> That's my point. Like, we haven't, like, been... I don't think that we've played, like, played a team all out of the park. Like, oh, yeah, we should beat them 7-0. Totally. Like, that hasn't happened. So, like... 
It's really like actually, I know you actually, actually, I just just I just want to disagree with that. We have played one team out of the park, and we should have beaten them seven nil, but we didn't. We drew with them, and that was Spurs. <clears throat> no, no, no. Know, I like, mean, I mean, since Potter, Potter, yeah. Oh, oh, since Potter, yeah. The first AC Milan game, uh, uh, the bridge. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's pretty much I think we should have beaten. Over six nil, but we didn't because we didn't take the chances. Um, apart from that, I agree. Apart from that, I agree with everything else he said. Um, yeah, I, I, our results, getting our wins, have covered up. It's just paper over the cracks. That's all it is. Um, under Potter, um, it's not been a great start. I'm not Potter out. Yeah. I wasn't Potter in in the first place, but I'll back the man. Um, yeah, me too. And, it's one of them things. It's it's just tough. It's just tough to take in because I'm so <laughs> used to us. I'm just you are active. We just lost, you know, lose. It feels like a loss because we shouldn't have lost. We shouldn't have drawn that in the second half. We were the better team. But yeah, but like just yeah, like Tori said. I apologies by the way. Like Tori said, and my brother said as well. We didn't play well enough to win that game. In fact, we were lucky. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily... Okay, he's right. Connor's actually know. right because we did improve in the second half. Yeah, but this, yeah, is yeah. Where, this is where Potter fails as a, as a manager. This is where you have five or six minutes left. You have Jorginho on the pitch. Stop launching the ball out of the park. Recycle yeah. the ball as much as you can. Play out the back. We've shown we can ping the ball around any of these people. And to some degree, you can do it occasionally better than, than Tuchel can. So recycle the ball for five, six minutes, and we're out. You know, we, we escape with two more points. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Fez, Fez, Fez. But then, all right, okay, let's talk about, let's, let's dissect the game a bit more. I mean, what are the incidents can we talk about? We could talk about the first goal, like the penalty. I know a lot of things happened before then, but like the penalty, it was a spawn penalty. I mean, nice work by Broya to win the penalty for us. Yeah? It was Broya, not Pulisic. No, I was going to say Broya, but I was going to say, you have to, look at, you have to look at the officiating because if you look at that, how many times does that happen in a game? Five, six, seven? So the fact that I'm just... I know it was obviously our penalty and I'm glad we got it because, you know, I don't like United. You, the standard of officiating in our league is embarrassing because I saw that. I saw Thiago Silva get pulled down twice in the first half, but neither of them were given. But yet the one on Breuer, because it's right in front of him and it's more, it's like there, he has to give it. So I, I don't understand. But it's definitely a penalty. It's a penalty all day long. It's, uh, Scott McTominay must have been watching WWE before the uh, match. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's an old it's an old fairy it's an old story, man. The Premier League, the officiating is horrible. I don't want to go into it because I can give you some examples. You know, I talk about Liverpool Newcastle game, Chelsea Spurs a lot. I don't want to digress too much, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Tori, Ray, what other incidents stood out for you guys? I mean, obviously, the penalty was dispatched coolly and nicely. I mean, um, Ray was like, oh, I Jordan think the most, the most obvious thing was the ending. You know how much we talk so much about... Somebody said this. I don't know what his name is because I like to give props to people who say shit. He said, basically, when the crucial time comes, Kepa is going to let you down. Kepa conceding a header um, to a lock shot 
Remember, Kepa conceding ahead header to a long shot at the like what last fifty seconds of the game. That's some shit that it's like the gods have cursed our team to happen because. When we scored the penalty, normally we score the penalty. We're Chelsea. We're defensively solid. We've shown that the past five, five, past five games. But I'm sitting there like, uh, you know when you have your face, you have the little stink face like, I don't trust this. Because you're, you're <laughs> like, you're not, you're not as a bogey team. and You know some fuck shit is going to happen at the end of the game. So when that happened, I'm like, of course, of course. Keppa, bullet header, hits the bar, hits inside, and the, the goal line technology has to it's 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 some shit where it's like nah we're cursed bro when it comes to this team twenty six draws, twenty six draws against Man United, that's ridiculous. Berate. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Berate, are you trying to say it's Kepo's fault? No, but I'm saying I think right. I think they're a bogey team. Like everybody has a bogey team. I think United is ours. We just can't beat them, and they can't beat us. Even as shit as they were, um, yeah. even when we dominated them, because the, the two games we played against them last season, we dominated yeah. them. Killed them, especially the the one Alonso scored that goal. We killed them, but for some and reason, to Tori's point, Tori, we peep, we dominated United. You know, when when we were under a certain manager, but we're not doing it against another one. But you know, I'm just gonna close my mouth. And just... <laughs> time though, he needs time. In my opinion, you know the truth is. Firstly, I'm not actually put that out. That was just a joke. Um, with sure? today. I mean, yeah, like, why would I say be put out? Like, he's only been here for, like, five minutes. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so today, the goal, yeah. You know, I, I, I was, when we scored, I was like, hmm, yeah, hmm. When I saw they added six minutes, I was like, yeah, this is, we're just not going to hold this lead. I just knew it, there was no way. Like, do you know how many, someone, like, said in 2022 alone, we've, like, had, like, five stoppage time equalizers at the bridge four yeah. four okay yeah. well, four. I, could, I could list you this year alone had, we've had four and it's just crazy because when you deep it that's the same amount that we had between 2004 and 2008 four years and it's, what I'm going to is that for me I've always maintained the same thing the manager I don't care who the manager is those players, they need mm. to go. Because they're not the players that are strong mentally, like your DDAs and your Terry's and your Makalele's. All of those people. These guys are pussies. Like, tell me why in the one critical moment, you couldn't just stand strong. You just needed to stand strong for five minutes. And you're telling me you can't do that? At home as well. It wasn't like you were away at home. Damn. I don't know. I mean, like for me, I wasn't really like I was. I was really too disappointed when I was disappointed, obviously, but I wasn't too disappointed when the goal went in because I was like, I don't think we played well enough to win. No, but, but Tommy, it's not about. I get what you mean. I get. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I'm just saying. I was just shocked by. I get what you mean. The mentality isn't right where it needs to be, but I think. You know, in due time, I guess. But I do hear. What I don't. You mean. I don't think it's a due, in due time thing. And I think what we're saying is basically we have the same story with these players. It happened with Lamps. Sorry, it happened with Tuchel. Great yeah. patches here. When they realize that they don't have the ability, they get insecure. It affects their play. They down tools on the manager. Then he gets sacked. Irre- yeah. Irrespective, and then 
So, like, I don't know how it's going to happen because we're in, under a new regime, but I think you're already seeing the early signs, the early little cracks, because it started already. And you're looking at the fan base who flip-flopped. There's so many people who said they wanted this guy, Potter, who I think <laughs> is, is, is literally the mirror of Tuchel. If you want somebody who plays the same type of ball, even though he doesn't really play out the back like that and he doesn't play possession as much, they basically play the same type of way. Um, and... They've turned on him already. It's funny. It's like it's been seven games, but it's just hilarious to me how flip floppy this fan base is. I like, hear you, bro. <laughs> I hear you. Um, 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 Con, what can you say before moving to the moment of the match, the man of the match? What can you say to what the guys just said? Uh, not a lot, really, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I, I just deepen it. I just agree with him. I think the fans that are turning on Potter um, need to like have a head wobbled a bit. Exactly. To be to be cussing a man that's been in the job seven games, like seven like games, or longer than seven games, but he's had seven games. It's like, well, what do we want? Do we want him to be lifting the Champions League? No. Like, behave yourselves, wobble your head a little bit, and calm the fuck down. Sorry, yep. I'm swearing. No, it's allowed. It's allowed. I love when people swear. It's allowed. Um, Tori, um, Ray, what can you guys say? Do you, someone mentioned in the group chat actually. Do you think, um, we need a? Do you think Potter needs to like stick to a consistent lineup before he he begins? Because it seems like people are saying he experiments too much. Do you think he needs to like? Um, I can understand him experimenting. He is still the beginning. He has to figure out what works for him and what doesn't work for him. So fair enough. But I don't know. I feel like if something clearly is not working, because the fact that he had to make a substitution in the first half and it wasn't because of that injury, it just shows how insane <laughs> this is. If something clearly hasn't worked in the past, why are you trying it again? I don't know. Like, that's not how his hypothesis works. But, well, that's all I think about it anyway. Um, the consistent lineup. I think. Let me think. For the most part, if you just filter out injuries, because um, Fofana probably be playing right center back, and then you'd have either Thiago or um, Kulabali playing in the middle, and then you'd have Kukurea playing on the left, and then Chilwell play. So I don't know what they mean by consistent. Um, it just seems like they want to uh, Pulisic to start. I always said, like I said, Pulisic has proven to me time and time again. Even though somebody gave me an interesting stat, he most of his like I think nine of his goals and assists came within when he started. But to me, whenever I watch him play, whenever he comes off the bench, because there are times he scores goals, he assists, but he plays shit the rest of the game. When he comes on, I remember like for example the Real Madrid game. He came on, he almost he almost scored a couple of goals. He had like three or four chances in that like five minute span, the extra time we had. I remember when we played Leicester, right? The goal that he missed. He had a couple of chances when he came off the bench. I remember he came off the bench against West Ham and he scored it and I, he iced the game out. He scored the first time we played Southampton when we scored two goals in that like last stoppage time thing. He came and he scored the last two minutes. Every single time he comes off the bench, he's an impact. So I think it's very clear. I don't know if it's like his mentality where he just needs to like come in or maybe he's, he's able to run because it's tight legs. I don't know what it is, but he's better off the bench. That's the one player that I look at and I'm like, okay. That's why people th- people think he should have started. I don't think he should have started because again, he's the player you bring off the bench. Uh, even today, he came off the bench. He looked decent, so just keep him off the bench. Havertz didn't start, um, so there's nobody. 
There's nobody would point fingers at Habits and blame him for the game. Now I see people pointing fingers at Mason Mount, and Mason Mount himself played fine. Yeah, okay, he didn't win most of the duels, but it's fine. You're not going to have an amazing game, but he didn't look shit. Because their games he played, he looked way shitter than he did today. And he looked decent. And then Chalaba, end of the match. Simple. Yeah, hands up. Yeah, we're gonna come to that. We're gonna come to that. Actually, I want to talk about Kai Havertz as well because he mentioned that. But um, let's just talk about um. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna mention the formation. You know, you guys spoke about it. But do you think do you think Porter needs to stick to one formation? Con, do you think Porter needs to stick to one formation, or he should like keep on experimenting? No, the formation he should stick to is the formation where we beat Wolves comfortably three 0 That's our best formation. Oh, I can't remember what formation was that. So it was Kepper in goal. It was four at the back. It was um, James Silva, Kulabali, uh, Um It was a midfield three. No, it was a, it was two. It was two DMs, three um, in midfield, yeah, yeah. and then one up top. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, that's the one I think we should play. All right, first. All right, come on. Um, what moment stood out for you today? Um, who was the man of the match? The moment that stood out for me was um, yeah. Chelsea fans giving it to Rafa Varane when he was walking off the pitch. <laughs> uh, I love I love that from our fan base. Uh, fan base rattling, rattling players. I think it's good. Make, makes them not want to come back. Um, yeah. Man of the match, really. I can't argue this. Because I think he's been fantastic since he's come in, and that's Trevor Chalaba. I think the I think the guy has been absolutely magnificent. Um, I generally think Fafana is going to have to when he when he's fully fit. I think he's going to have to fight for his position because for me, Trev again um, uh, back to back bang out of or add, if I had to rate it out of ten. Probably about a nine out of ten. The only reason I don't give it a ten is because we conceded the goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah. He scored. Him. He almost scored. He did almost score. Yeah. No. Um, I think he's very good in the air. He he is an attacking threat. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I'll give him a ten out of ten because we conceded. So it's only it's only fair. Yeah, fair. Um, regular listeners of the podcast remember Amaka. I know, sorry, you were there, Daddy, when Amaka spoke. You spoke so highly of um Trevor Chaloba, and now look at what's happening. <laughs> she said we shouldn't spend. She was, did actually. Yeah, she said we shouldn't spend eighty million on Fofana. That we have Chaloba, and then everybody like not everybody laughed, but you know, we're like he's inconsistent and all that. And we did agree he is inconsistent. To be oh, fair, I've, I've always waxed lyrical about him. I said. If Trev starts to fuck up, he will always come back stronger in the second yeah. time. <laughs> I've yeah. always said that. But, yeah, yeah. but I also don't think Fofana was... You know, I was saying at that point in time, my major thing was that it's not just about buying players, it's about replacing profiles. Yeah. You lost out on Rudiger, so Koulibaly made sense. Yep. You lost out on Christensen, so Fofana makes sense. Like They're direct replacements of each other. So, like, that's why, for me, Fofana made sense above, like, you know, oh, we have Chaloba at home. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice having more than one competent young defender, so. Not even just that. I think um, the way Fofana plays, um, he, they, we try to play him center, center back, 
I don't think that's his 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 type of game. He likes to be on the right. Um, I think Chalaba can play on the left. Let's say you could theoretically play Chalaba and Fofana together because Chalaba could be the more reserved one, and you can have um, Fofana, Fofana do his his runs into into midfield and in creating chances. So yeah, I think they work together that way, and then you have you can play a back two or back back four if if you want back two or back three. Um, so yeah. yeah. We need to wait to see that. But yeah, I'm right. Who was the moment of the match? And who, who was the man of the match for you? Man of the match was obviously Trevor Chalaba. Moment of the match, I think. Um, Obami. You know, I'm going to give three moments of the match or two. <laughs> so Obami Yang uh, gets the ball and should have headed it. Didn't do it. Yep. Gets the ball yep. on the wing, um, crosses it in shocking cross. And then Sterling, when he tries to do the control thing and do the one touch left foot. Pass to I don't remember who it was in the box. Um, that those are my three main moments of the match. Yeah, he needs to stop that. You know, like he should do better. But speaking on Sterling uh, and the formation, um, we played a back four, and I didn't feel too uncomfortable. But then I questioned, like, is that because Manchester United is that incompetent? Because let's be honest, they didn't really come at us like that. We were kind of lucky. Like if we played Leeds. And people may, may not re- respect Leeds, but literally all their attacking threats, like their front six, they're all direct. They like to dribble directly at people. And they gave uh, Arsenal a lot of problems, right? If we face a team where you have a, a bunch of players that are direct, is that back four going to work? I don't know. But that, those, these are the type of questions I ask. But the back four worked today. We look fantastic um, in the back four. Um, and I have to give it, I have to say, I'm not necessarily afraid because there are obviously games we can play a back four, but... I don't know when that is going to be. Like, I can we sustain this? I don't know. But I, I think I think the back four is going to stay for a while because, like you said, the Leeds thing as well. Do you think Brentford comes into that equation as well? Like, because Brentford pressed us so much in the last game. Do you think they? Do you think the back four would have been able to resist that? We, we might have gotten torn apart even more. Probably. I don't know. It might have been worse. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say yes or no, but I'm. It looked good today, so try it again uh, against like more direct opposition and see if it works. If not, just change the change in the middle of the game. Um, oh, one more thing about Sterling. Why did Sterling look good against like whenever he played on the Tuchel? Why did he look so good? Because people oh my were saying God, I just tweeted that you know. <laughs> why were people saying that he looks better in the back four, but he looked way better in the back three? If anything, I don't get it. I- I know. I think it's just a case of like Potter is not using him the way it's called. Like Potter, Sterling has basically been playing wing back, you know. Like <laughs> that might be why uh, Pulisic is working right now. I don't know. It was the right or whatever today, and I don't. I don't remember who he played in the f- when he played in the I back four. Yeah, I I don't know why we should just play him at at the inside forward like we always have. But whatever this wing back. Let's strike thing. I don't know why Potter is just, he's just being too imaginative. Like, <laughs> just do what works. All right, Tori. Um, moment of the match, man of the match. For me, I think moment of the match was Kovacic coming on. But Tori, over to you. Um, um, I mean, yeah, we could go with that. Um, this I match know. was really dull for me. So, yeah. and man of the match was obviously Chaloba. Like, yeah. Chaloba. I hear you. Yeah, but, you know, obviously I love Kepa so much, but do you guys think perhaps Mendy saves that because he's longer and taller? Yes. Yeah, I think many 100%, many 100% saves that. He, he saves it. 
I'm not going to blame Kepa because he's been so good the last couple of games. Like, fair enough. But I've always maintained Mendy is objectively a better stop shorter than Kepa. So, I knew so somebody one... will tell you Black Lives Matter tax, bro. I'm telling you, somebody <laughs> will say that. I knew one day Kepa was going to do something. The day was coming that he was just not going to do something that I know Mendy would do. But anyways, it's okay. We move. Ah, but that's thin though. You could you could you could flip it around as well. You know, you could be like, oh, the, and I know I know there's a day Mendy can do what Kepa. For example, look at the the the, the stuff. I know there was a point where Kepa ran out and then t- he passed it to some. He passed it to Chiwell. Chiwell passed it back to Kepa. Kepa passed it to Thiago Silva and did like a triangle. And then yes, Mendy, I I saw that. But well, you think that. for me, I don't care about my goalkeeper doing that. Like. For me, that I even thought that was dangerous. I was like, because if yep. somebody makes the wrong pass, they were fucked. I know, but it just shows how so why good Kepa- you do that. <laughs> but it just shows how good Kepa is. Because if that was no, Mendy- but for me, that's just dumb. Why do we need that? Should be a goalkeeper that will stop goals no. from entering the post. Like that's your main job. Look, yeah, I agree. But look at you need that extra element. Look at um, look at Allison and, and Edison. <clears throat> They they got they both got an assist. I know Allison got I mean, his. You assist. saw you saw Harlan today, right? Sheesh. Yeah, I did. Yeah, look at what Edison did today. So like, you need a goalie okay. that can that extra factor. Fair enough. Then Kepa you know, should beans. What I hate about this Mendy is bad with his feet. It's that I don't think this is this is my different perspective on the whole Mendy's bad with his feet. Mendy's the type of guy like he's not done a rumor where he's absolute garbage shit with his feet. He's just <laughs> the type of guy he just can't sustain pre- like when he's pressured he makes a stupid decision but i've seen many make play the ball out of the back and do really well so nah, I, I see him kick it to rosette you know most of the time i don't know most of the time I t- I, i'm honest but it's all good um con what can you say about the kai Havertz slander before we talk about salzburg because connie been quite a bit being quiet i'm just try- i'm trying not to say anything they'll get me in trouble um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. Yeah, what can you say? What can you say? You can talk about what we just talked about the Kepa and Mendy situation. But I mean, what do you think about Kai Havertz? The Kai Havertz slander. Uh, thing, Kepa and Mendy, I think they're both shit. Um, I think they're as bad as each other. Um, Mendy shit, Mendy shit with his feet, but Kepa's good with his feet. Kepa's <laughs> a shit. Kepa's shit at saving. Mendy's better at saving. Simple as that. We just need a goalkeeper that can do both. Oh, do you um, reckon we? Do you reckon we should buy a new goalie then? Yes. All right. Carry on. But carry on. I personally also believe that these two play these two players. They're both great sportsmen, but they're not going to want to keep playing second fiddle. Um, yeah. You see it on Mendy's face when he's on the bench, and the camera pans to him, and then you see it on Kepa's face when um when he's on the bench. Um, and this have a slander. Well, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Because say uh, I think we should sell him in January. <clears throat> oh. When Bayern Munich come calling, because they will come calling, because they need a Thomas Miller replacement, um, I think we should take the money and run. Because I think... I don't think he wants to be here. You think, right? When at, uh, Last season, there was... Rudiger, Puchel, Werner, Quinn. This season, there's no Rudiger, no Tuchel, no Werner. 
So the German contingent, because they probably did have a little group, yeah, yeah. Um, is no more. And I think he looks disheartened, disinterested. And I personally don't think he wants to be here. And I think if a, another team from Germany um, make a move, um, I think he will push for it. And I think he will. I think he is a type of player that will do whatever he can to get the move. So I think selling him, uh, keep him for the season, yeah. But I think selling him in the summer, that's the be- best option. Fair point. Um, um, yeah, Tori, before you jump sorry, in, I just want to... Okay, yeah. yeah, just briefly, before you jump in. With regards to the German constituency, um, he has been chilled with the British guys, like Chilwell and Mount. You know, but I hear what you're saying because I did fear that as well. I mean, anyone who knows me on Twitter, you know, I have a German flag on my thingy and I love Germany so much. So I know, I, I do understand what you're saying, Con. But yeah, Tori, over to you. Um, yeah, like people also forget that if he was very close with Timo, yes, but he's also very close with Mounds. Like the two of them are like BFFs. And that's one. Two, what I wanted to say. I feel like people also don't know about, like, why Kai came to Chelsea in the first place. Like, Kai was, like, at the top of the world. Like, all the clubs wanted him. Like, all the bitches want me. Like, yeah, he could go anywhere he wanted to, like, really and truly. But why he came to Chelsea was because Marina actually convinced his parents that Chelsea was the best place for his development and blah 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 made it seem like you know when you're going to a new boarding school or something like that (laughs) and um yeah that's how we ended up here so it wasn't i mean i mean i guess because timo was coming or whatever that would have helped things make things easier but he came just because like he thought this place would be a good place and honestly, objectively, I really wanted Kai. Like, out of the people that came that summer, there were so many yeah. people. I, it was Kai that I really wanted the most, just because I feel like I would hate if Kai was on another team playing against Chelsea. So, I don't know, maybe it's like a, you know, jealous ex type of situation. <laughs> but I wouldn't want Kai to leave, I will lie to you. I don't think he's shit. I think it's just a case of, like, he's good at so many things that, like, it's hard to place him in a particular box. And even back at Leverkusen, he was all over the place, too. Are you you calling Oxlade-Chamberlain the German Oxlade-Chamberlain? Actually, kind of, but obviously on a higher level. Hang on. Did someone just say Oxlade-Chamberlain, the German Oxlade-Chamberlain? <laughs> yeah, I said that. I said that. I yeah. am flabbergasted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shook. I am shook. <laughs> Yo, wait—is it because is it accurate or am I off? Is what I'm asking. With chest off, but it's one of them things, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Now I'm just gonna say, like, I feel like, I mean, Tori's right. He is like a jack of all trades. Trades. Problem is, he's not doing. He's not helping himself because if you look at that Brentford game, for example, he had a shocker, you know, like, and obviously, do you know it's weird? He comes alive in the big games, so for him not to play today, I can't really complain. You get like, because it's not like he gave us any reason to like 
say, for example, I heard people saying Pulisic should start today because why? I don't know. Because he had a good cameo against Brentford. You know, people were like, oh, they were clamoring for him to start today. So for me, it's like Kai should... I, I just think he's not being used properly. At the same time, he's not helping himself, in my opinion. So I think perhaps it's best for him to leave because, you know, again, I want him to succeed. But the whole German thing, we need to get more German players, to be honest. But the whole German thing, I don't think it's helping. Because, like, I think Werner left first. Oh, sorry, Rudiger left first. Werner left. Tuku obviously got sacked. And now Kai's last standing one. I, I think he's going to leave, you know. But, um, Ray, what's your opinion on the Havertz thing before we talk about Salzburg? So, um, because I look at it and I'm like, last season, basically, Havertz was playing the false nine. Lukaku comes in. And then at the end of the season, in the second half, Kai Havertz is getting way more game time. He's playing the nine, basically. And then at the end of the season, I think in the summer, there's stories like he's uncomfortable or something like that. So, because I don't, I don't think, because a lot of these players have a problem with Tuchel. I don't think Kai was one of those because Kai got first choice to be up top. Um, so my question was, is it because he wants to play not as a nine, but in a forward position and he wants to be played in a certain position? Is it because certain people in the club left? And then I think for me right now, I feel like it's more so he probably has a problem with the fans because people have been building up this whole mountain habits thing. Like when he scored the goal, he was shushing the fans. And I'm like, okay. So I thought maybe he had a problem with <clears throat> the sanctions. I thought maybe he had a problem with the new ownership. I don't think that's the case. Or even the players. That, again, he's not in a spot where like he's like Pulisic where he's on the fringes or Ruben Lostik when he's, where he's on the fringes. He's getting first selection. So I think it's a situation where him and the fans just don't see eye to eye and it's making him uncomfortable and every single time it's clearly affecting his confidence. When it comes to the usage of Kai Havertz, um, when we play the 3-3-3-1 and he's playing against Aubameyang, that's exactly where you want to use him. Um, when he's playing at the 10, creating overloads and doing all that stuff, that's where you want to use him. But I think when this enmity between him and the fan base <clears throat> is causing him, because Kai Havertz... He's the silky guy. So he does the nonchalant Berbatov one-touch passes, um, the little nice dribbles here. and Like, that's his thing. And when he's calm and he's composed, that's when you see the guy that you see. But right now, it's very clear that it's affecting his mental. And if, if it comes to a point where we, ha- we have to sell him, it is what it is. But, but I will not be surprised if he goes to Bayern or one of these other German clubs or he goes to another club. And he flourishes there because I think they're going to be, he's going to be going into a situation where, number one, the team is already settled. And number two, the fan base already doesn't, they're not like Chelsea where they're looking at him as the guy who's got to put everything on his back. It's his big game Kai. You know, he's going to have a chance to just be himself and you'll see a better player. That's the reason why whenever he goes to German duty, he looks good. When he comes back, he's got beef with the fans. So he's in his head. If you really deep it, every single one of the touches he took, the fucked up touches he took last game, you could tell he was trying way too hard. Like, he's like, he's trying to impress somebody. He's like, no, just play a game. Same with Kukurea, play a game. Chilwell, I just think Chilwell is shocking, like, overall. But those two people, I think it's a mental thing more so in it than it is, like, the system usage or... And also, um, for example, in the Kukurea situation, I think it's Chilwell because Chilwell is horrendous in front of him and it's making him look worse. But I think with Kai, it's just a mental thing. And if he has to leave... <laughs> 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just added that to my notes, actually. The cuckoo and Chowell debate. We're going to have to talk about that later. But Ray, it's interesting you talk about the Kai Havas fusion, the fans, and his relationship with the fans because I... I find that interesting, but I don't think that's the case. I think he was sh- shushing his critics because they were like, you know, Kai, obviously, I know, you know, Judah, Judah is a big, you know, he started the whole, is Kai have some fraud watch and all that, but like, Judah and his his, his co-critics were like, oh, um, Kai Havas needs to score more goals this season. So I think when he scored that goal against West Ham, he went for the shush thing, like, to tell his critics, like, chill, you know. You know, like chill. I'm still here, or chill. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming up and all that. But you know, yeah, I don't think it was the right time to do that. But I think that was the context of what he was trying to do. I think his relationship with the fans are okay, I guess, because like, you know, Chelsea fans. No, have I don't that. think it's. I think not terrible, but like, I think it's very clear that there's something going on online, and there's a big. He's he's one of the more polarizing people on our, on, <laughs> on our team because. People used to talk about him in big games, but now the other players are coming in. There's like a microscope on him. And if you really deep it, we haven't, we haven't allowed him to flourish because we had stop and stop when Lukaku came. And then this season happens and you see what's happening. He hasn't played well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was going yeah. to yeah. Yeah, I was, I was say, I wonder what um, Tori and Korn think, you know, about the Kai Havertz relationship with the fan base. You know, and uh, I was going to say something else. I can't remember Oh yeah, I, I unfollowed Kai Havertz on Twitter because he he I mean obviously because Twitter um uh, uh, got sacked and he he's he goes posting his dog and all that the next day. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So unfortunately, I unfollowed him. So I can't really relate to the you know to the um, to the puller. I'm uh, not which was... to comment on that. It was true. But... <laughs> um. True though. Another thing is. Know? Please. You know, the thing is about Chelsea fans, there are two types of like if you like with all fans in general, not even just Chelsea fans, there are two types. There there are the match going ones and there are the non match going ones. Yeah. And the match going fans, the people that are actually in the stadium, they love Kai. Like, because those, the match-going fans are people that are actually loyal. They're not people that would come out and tweet, oh, Potter out after a week after bad results. Because they don't think that way. They are people that, like, actually back their brethren. And Kai is somebody that won us champion, the Champions League. I know that does not absolve him from whatever, but for the match-going fans, that gives him a lot. So it's going to take a lot for him to, like, be diminished in their eyes. So people like Kai, people like Mount, people like Reese, those people are basically, like, for them, they're, they're like, literally immune to whatever. But now, people online, obviously, there's so many people online. Like, people always feel confident to say bullshit behind the screen. And, like, Kai is just one of those people, like, people, like, it's just, I understand. you. It's fun to insult people when you know they can't insult you back. Until the day somebody now decides to slap you, that's when you will know. But anyways, um, that's how it is with Kai. I'm sure Kai is, act- Kai, Kai is act- active on social media. We all know that he plays that PlayStation Discord something something thing. And he's always on 
Twitter. So he's active. So he sees the insults people are throwing at him. And him too, he's probably confused as fuck because he's like, oh, I used to be very liked within this yeah. fan. It's like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure for him too, he's, it's a rude awakening. So I actually do think he was shushing those people. Because Tommy, you said, oh, they're not the fans, the critics. And I'm like, the people that are his critics are the fans. Like... I mean, not just our fans, obviously other people as well, like haters, fair enough. But there are quite a few people online that are Chelsea fans or claim to be Chelsea fans that hate Kai or think that he's not good enough, blah, 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 we should sell him, blah, blah, blah. Wait, Tori, I have a question for you. And you ain't telling everybody. Because this is the one thing I don't know, because I I think there might have been possible enmity. Do you think there was any type of beef or like... um, clashes between him and Tuchel because like, they never seem to have any problem but I don't know because it's weird I mean, it's weird we'll I don't know know that we'll never know that but I I don't know I wouldn't think so because I was one of the more protected people in the squad when you deep it and like you said he could play wherever he wanted yeah um sorry to interrupt you but yeah I think there was actually because like Tuko was, you know, there's a there was a report that came out that Tuko was brutal with the attackers and all that. And I think I had received some of that blunt reaction because um, you remember the Manu game and there was the game Tuko clearly screamed at Kai Havertz. I know that's just one situation, but the Manu game, <laughs> it was certainly down down to Kai Havertz. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's gonna kill him or whatever, but you know, I, I I think they had a bit of beef. But like I said, Kai Havertz didn't. Of not just him, but some of the players as well. They didn't like give Tukul a proper send off on social media and all that. But, no, but I think the ones who who were like sounded out were like the ZSs, the Pulisic's. Those guys, obviously, they hated him. But what Kai was like, okay, Kai, you're playing every game. You don't seem to have beef with the guy. You guys don't. It's not like Alonso where you guys had beef. So it's like I'm still trying to understand what is making him uncomfortable because I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure it out. I just can't put my finger on it. Besides the fans, that's the only thing that makes sense. I think it was just how mean Tuku was. Because then, then again, he's German and, you know, Germans stereotypically are uh, strong-minded. So, you know, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the Salzburg game before, you know, I think Con, Con you're so quiet, man. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about the Salzburg game. Um, Ray, would you like to kick us off the last topic of today? Salzburg. We, have, we play Salzburg in Champions League on Tuesday. I think if we win, we're guaranteed to qualify. Yeah, if we win, I think we qualify. We're guaranteed to qualify. Yeah, we'll we win, we qualify. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I am, I am wanting to talk, but I'm trying to. Because oh, I don't actually know half the time. Like, and pretty much what, what I wanted to say about Kai Havertz, Tori like jumped inside my head, took it all out, and then said it. So yeah. she beat me to it. Yeah, you can read that you one. Iterate though reiterate the whole i'm very big on players mental health and uh, mental health side of life so for me i see all these keyboard warriors that want to sit and abuse uh, players and they're constantly negative about them and i think to myself why don't you go and support another club but because they're chelsea fans i don't want to go at them for it so then Tory said about players see this on social media. Yes, they do. Players will, people go, oh, but he won't see my tweet. 
But the thing is, is the tweet can get hundreds of thousands of likes. It can be retweeted by thousands of people and it could come across his Twitter because someone he knows follows that person that said it or someone that's retweeted it. So it's one of them things. Social media as a platform is very difficult nowadays for players in their mental state. Um, and there seems to be more keyboard warriors about on Twitter to abuse players and people abusing them at games. And I just look at it and I feel sorry for players. I feel sorry for Kai Havertz because if you look at it, he's what? How old is he? 22, 23? He's still quite a young lad. So it's not it's not easy on him. And then, yes, I know Tory and Rafe said he's got good connections with Mount and like, uh, Chilwell and stuff like that. I get that. I do. But sometimes, like, if he wants to, I don't know, just talk about Germany or something like that or just just little things like that, you know. It's, for him, it's he can't do that because Mount or Mount or Chilwell have probably never been to Germany or if they have, they've only been to play football. So it's not easy. Yeah, they can't relate to him because for him, it's like he, he lost his best friend in, like, well, one of his best friends because I know Timo, Mount and Havertz were all very, very close. Um, so it's not easy for him. So I do, I do believe he is struggling a lot, and I do believe he he could possibly be struggling mentally, but I can't exactly blurt that out on Twitter because it, it could be something else. So, but we don't know because it's different. It's not easy for players to talk about certain things because of who they are. Because the minute they do, that's it. It's all over Sky Sports, BBC, everything. Everybody knows your business when you're a superstar. And Kai Havertz having the profile he has. He is, he is classed as a superstar. I hear you. I mean, mental health is a serious conversation. I do want to add one thing to that. Because I also think of like the Cho thing, where he was really, he was the number one advocate for Cho to go to Leverkusen. And if you really deep how they treat young players in, like, let's say Italy or like in Germany, if you're a youth player, even if you're playing like shit, the German fans will get behind you. I've seen it because I watched a little bit of the Bundesliga um, last season and the season before, like during the COVID and everything. And like, they really like, if you're doing bad, they're behind you. If you're doing well, they're behind you. So the, uh, and, and London is like way more critical than it is supportive. Like when you, when you're in London and you're a player, they do it to Sterling. They kill him all the time. And I yeah. think, um, it's very, it, it also, there's other players like I see it, it possibly have, have an effect of like a mount because the mount I was seeing the past two or three games, that's not the mount I was seeing before. So it tells me that there's probably a mental aspect because when I watch Kai play, some of these horrendous touches, I'm like, Kai, you have one of the best touches on the team. Why are you playing like that? So it's like, it makes me think, okay, I see the skill there. I know you're not this bad. So it has to be something mental. I don't know if he's homesick. I don't know. It's because he's really seeing the critics, the the cr- criticism he's getting from the fans, and it's having to like play like him and Mount. That's why, but they're playing so shit. But that might be an aspect as to why he wants to leave. He's just not used to the. He's used to being, not babied, but like being supported more when he's down in the dumps. 
in at home versus where when he's here, it's always criticized, criticized, criticized. Even if he scores the goal, people are gonna point out this and this and that. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. Perhaps. Yeah, I hear you guys, man. Mental health is a serious conversation, and I promise, you know, we take it seriously. So we're gonna end the we're gonna end the um what you call it? we're gonna end the episode now. I'm just gonna let Tori talk about Salzburg and then we'll call it a day. You know. So Tori, over to you. Um, Salzburg. Okay, those are the people that we drew at home. Um, you know, nothing much. I'm. I don't know. I don't really like Champions League group stage. It's kind of boring to me. No, it's not. Um, yeah. I mean, to some people, it's cool. Um, but yeah, Salzburg. I like Austria. It's a nice country. Mm, it'll be cold, but I hope that I hope they'll be okay with that. But we should play well. Like, I mean, as long as we win, we'll be okay. I feel like the fact that as long as we win, we'll get to the next stage is very, very good. Um, what's the word? Incentive. Yeah. To win. So we better win. We, be- we absolutely better win. Because I don't want a situation where everything comes down to the final day. We don't need that. Just make it easy. Because I will not watch Thursday nights. Absolutely not. <laughs> we haven't done that since Lampard, you know, because I think Lampard was the only manager that qualified early, twice. I don't, I, I don't even, I can't even imagine. Please, no. So everybody just behave and do what you're supposed to do and we should be fine. Simple as short. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, Ray, con, um, score, score predictions for the game. Oh, it's a t- it's a tough place to go to. Um, it's not easy. Um, not easy. Probably gonna say a two. Probably say a two one two one win to Chelsea. I'll take that. I'll take that. Do you reckon maybe Mendy starts and go? No, maybe. I'm gonna get, go one nil. Um, it. I'm gonna go two possible predictions. It's either one nil, or it's three nil. Because I think. Potter's going to look at this recent game and think, I really have to respond. Um, yeah, yeah. And if it's 1-0, we barely won. Like, it's one of them games where, like, we score, like, a goal, and then we – it gets a little back and forth, and then we win at the end. But if it's a 3-0, it means that they came in there to to really whip these guys after the, the draw we had against Man United. Even though we didn't lose, it feels like a loss. So they want to prove something. Um, Mendy will probably be in goal because I think – um, this is a cup game. Um, this is one of those games where it's like you're already playing hoofball. Like you, you're not necessarily really playing out the back anyway. We have a new goalkeeper coach. There's a chance that Mendy might look better than he did before. So I could see Mendy in goal on Thursday. I think it is or Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Thursday. But yeah. yeah Thursday. So one or one nil or three nil. I don't have a show yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bear in mind, guys. Salzburg are unbeaten in the group so far so you know just bear that in mind but yeah um con rate tori thank you guys for coming con it's good to have you man yeah i know apps couldn't make it today but it's good to have you hopefully you do have you again <laughs> so cheers guys rate tori do enjoy listening to your opinions on chelsea and yeah i do hope to have you guys again soon thanks it was great being on y'all be good y'all be good Cheers, guys. Adios. Bye, Con. Bye, guys. Sorry, my connection's been off. It's all right. And thanks for listening to the Essential Blue Podcast. 
Good night.